All right, here we are talking about coaching. Uh, I'm Yannick. I'm here with Sivas and Nikki, as we usually are. Hey, guys. Hey. Nice to see you. And today we have an interesting question. We figured uh, we do a quick one or we try to do a quick one. Uh, the question is very simple. The question is leading questions. Is that bad? <laughs> and Sophie brought this question in. So Sophie, thank you very much for that. Um, I think it's an interesting question because I often see that when I see coaches practice there's either and this may be helpful to just kind of um, clarifying what we mean when we say leading questions uh, a leading question is generally a question where you're leading a client towards a certain answer so that you already kind of know either know what the answer is and you're trying to ask the question in a way that's leading them there or you are the question in the nature of the question is leading so uh can you can you see anything wrong with that is a question that is leading somebody towards saying, oh, yes, you know, it's easy to say yes to that. It's like, it's implied that there is something wrong with that. It sounds like this question in itself is leading. Mm -hmm. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So the question itself can be leading, but sometimes uh, the way that we ask a question can also be leading. So when we, for example, say, um, what's wrong with that? Yeah. What's wrong with that? Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's could there be anything wrong with that? Or is there anything wrong with that, if at all? You know, what's wrong with that, if at all? All of these have different varying degrees of, of leading, uh, of mm -hmm. di a direction in there. And so some coaches say, I'm just leading my client towards an answer that I know is going to be good for them. And I'm doing my client a service because I'm phrasing the question in a way that they think they came up with the answer when actually the coach was very carefully and skillfully guiding them towards the answer that they wanted them to find. You know, I, I think it's kind of manipulative in a way, but I can see why somebody might say that that was a really good service because the client got to the answer that they needed to get to and it helps them and they feel empowered because they think it was their idea. You know, so it can be very subtle. It can be very open. It can be malicious. It can be with very good intentions. But yeah, there's varying degrees of uh, being directive when you coach and your questions can be leading in different ways. So well, what do you think? I think, you know, intuitively, I, I know it was definitely discouraged in, in my coaching qualification, um, leading questions in the sense of kind of um, in a, possibly imposing limitations on your client in terms of kind of limiting other options or their own ideas and things like that. I guess in my own experience and kind of having started with that, that kind of um, that way of thinking about it, I, I have since then kind of become a bit more liberated in my view about le leading questions. So I think it's a bit more personal. I think it's, um, it depends on what coach you want to be and kind of what your uh, approach is more more globally speaking, I suppose, you know, if you're someone who, again, maybe is more sees himself as an expert and has a more kind of standardized or formulaic kind of thing that you deliver to your clients and your clients come specifically for that, or whether you are the kind of coach who really wants your client to find their own answers. Um, Could you make this a bit more tangible just yes, so we can grab a, like, well, what's, an, what's an example when you leading questions were actually really helpful and you're like, Oh, that's a that was a liberating experience. I think my client really liked that. I might do more of this. 
I, I can't say that it was groundbreaking, but I did it in my one of my recent sessions with a client. It simply was, it was a bit more contextual. We were towards the end of the session and needed to wrap up. And we were already both conscious that the meeting needed to end in a minute or two. Um, and there was just one thing on my mind that I'd kind of been thinking for a while and wanted to suggest, but didn't want to interrupt the flow of the session by saying, you know, can I suggest this? So kind of just invited it instead as kind of, a leading question that I knew kind of would direct him mm. at the suggestion I, I would have wanted to make. But for some reason, <laughs> the style, it lent itself better to, uh, to you specifically a leading question, knowing very well that I was doing that and wouldn't usually, but in that, yeah. in those circumstances, it worked. Oh, that makes a lot of sense. That's probably one of the most common leading questions that I hear. Can I make a suggestion? Nobody says no to that. <laughs> you know? uh, it's like, oh, but I asked. I asked for permission. It's like, yeah, but everybody's going to give you permission to make a suggestion. No, but I'm um, sorry. I didn't use that. Instead of saying, can I ask, can I give you a suggestion? I didn't do oh, that. Uh, so instead ah, of giving right. him the suggestion, I used the leading question that I knew pretty much would get him to say the thing that I would have said in wanting to offer my suggestion. Ah, gotcha. But so rather than, yeah, feeling like I was directing that openly, I wanted to still give him the opinion to maybe come to his own conclusion. Can you give us the example without giving oh away? Oh, God. What? Um, hang on. It was about communication with his partner. And he'd gone through a range of things that he could say to the partner. But... In all of those, I guess, ironically, he was just um, still kind of rather what I wanted him to get asked is, is to say to his partner, you know, what is it you need from me? So to get him to ask the question, as opposed to making suggestion, him saying, like, I will do this and guessing what the partner needed. I said I wanted him to say, like, oh, I could just ask my partner what they need in that moment. Uh -huh. So, so I, what did you, what did you ask so that they would arrive yeah. at that? Um, I think I, I mean, it started with, with what else could you do? Um, what, what would be maybe less like, how else might you know what they need or something like that? I can't remember now exactly. And I, uh -huh, I, I yeah, don't want to, yeah, it'll take me time to remember. So, but yeah, anyway, along those lines. So it was strategically and consciously placed and used just as another option to, you know, to keep him engaged, to feel like he came up with the solution. So one example. Mm -hmm. And you said that was kind of liberating because you saw, well, they did come up with that and they did think it was their idea. And you're like, well, I could see that that offered value and you could do more of that. Do I get you right? Kind of. Yeah, it, it would have been very cutting for me to go in and be like, OK, um, another good thing he could do is just ask the partner what he wants. So I'm going to just interrupt and be like, oh, you know, also, I want to tell you this because we have to wrap up in like 60 seconds. So I just kind of, yeah, hoped he would get to it by that leading question. In the mm -hmm. end, if he hadn't, probably I would have said, like, can I give you a suggestion? But in, in that right, way, so it didn't interrupt the flow and make me kind of suggest that I had a better answer than what he'd already come up with. So I thought, you know, it's more empowering for him, probably. Yeah, but there was something that you felt was really helpful in the situation. And mm -hmm. you wanted them to walk away with that. Um, yeah. Whether you give it to them or you make them think they, they came up with it. Mm -hmm. yeah yeah that's the question right if <laughs> i'm sitting on something do i know better you know is that a piece of value that mm -hmm. 
what's my role here as a coach? Is my role to give them a really good idea, whether I'm, I'm kind of uh, implanting it or what's the movie? In, in, well, I've incepted it <laughs> mm -hmm. or whether I just, you know, share it or do I close the session there because they didn't come up with it? And that can be difficult to sit on something that you feel could really be of help. Mm. So uh, I see it's difficult sometimes to sit there and to come from a position of knowing something and having something, sitting on something that could be of real value and not getting to share it because, you know, the client doesn't take the question in the, in the direction where I thought it could be helpful. Mm -hmm. I think, I think it's a really interesting discussion because I, I remember plenty of times where I've come up with a leading question and then realized later that, you know, there's, there's some of my own agenda there involved. Right. And actually like thinking, thinking back about these sessions, I think often it's more powerful to change the question. Right. So for example, you know, if, if I'm working with someone around, um, so, you know, some of my clients are coaches, right. So if I think about, if I want someone to, if I challenge someone around their question, their pricing, the pricing of their coaching, the, the packages, I say, Hey, why is your, why are your prices not higher? It's clearly indicating towards that they should be higher, mm -hmm. right? And I think what, what these questions do is sometimes, even though it's maybe not intentional, right? The person often the, on the other side, the client often thinks, well, hey, the coach probably knows better. I probably mm -hmm. should go there, right? Yeah. Rather than that, you know, we could challenge, we can, you know, question their assumptions around why their price is like that without seeing if it's without seeing whether they should increase it or not. Because ultimately I think it comes back really to what is in alignment for the client. Sometimes mm -hmm. it is that the client and the coach have a really good level of alignment in terms of how they think about, about all these different aspects of their, the work they do. But, you know, I think often, You know, the coach, when there's more leading questions, the coach is bringing their own values into it. Hmm. And so, it can considerably speed up the process, you know, but you're also taking a risk and you're taking a lot of responsibility because as soon as you come in with, from your position of knowing, you know, if you challenge somebody's prices, like how come your prices are so low? You know, there, there's, there's an implied uh, answer in that. And many coaching clients, I think they really appreciate you coming in with your knowledge and your expertise. And they do relate to you as somebody who knows best and who's the expert in this. And they want your knowledge. The thing is that as soon as you offer it, you know, whether that's through suggestions or through leading questions, you know, then they probably would want more of that. And even if they're not aware, because you've kind of used this inception sort of uh, method, you know, if you ask questions in a very clever way that they believe that they've come up with this answer, but you, you knew that they were going to come up with the answer, you know, even then they feel, they might feel quite empowered, but then next time they might still be lost. And also what if it doesn't work? And your answer, like imagine in that scenario, Nikki, he goes mm. and asks the question that you felt is probably going to be really helpful and it doesn't work out. Mm. You know, you've taken responsibility for offering that or leading the client there. 
Mm-hmm. And I think often coaches would, you know, be more leading when they have a degree of certainty that this is going to be of value, or they might have had that conversation that, hey, I might ask you some leading questions, or um, I probably wouldn't say that, but they might put some stuff on the table for you to consider. But really, when they put some stuff on the table for them to consider, the understanding is you should really look at this, you know, and probably do it my way because I know best. So unless you're so careful to set the relationship up at eye level, mm-hmm. you're taking a, a degree of responsibility. And I'm not saying that that's wrong. You know, I'm not saying that that's bad, but I'm saying as coaches, we need to be aware of how much responsibility are we taking within this relationship? How much responsibility are we taking for our client's success? And how much do I trust my knowledge being applicable in this situation? I think also there's an underlying assumption that it is helpful and it's not always helpful, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I think actually thinking about what, when clients follow through, right? And when they actually, when it really is helpful is when they come to that conclusion themselves, having explored different options. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's, you know, it's a bit like, you know, another thing that <clears throat> was discouraged uh, in, in where I learned coaching was kind of asking why questions. That said, you know, I have read in other sources since that, you know, a why question well placed, of course, can also be really powerful. I think it's just one of those things like a leading question that should be a used very consciously understanding what the repercussions could be or, you know, the wider context of what we've spoken about. Um, but I don't think it needs to be completely taboo. I think it just it needs hmm. to be Use consciously, cautiously, and very rarely, but on occasion, potentially can be kind of just a little card to like slip in there. Mm. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm often tell the story of, uh, I mean, like, it's not, I won't tell the story, but there was a coaching demonstration that I saw, a demonstration, um, a triad session and a practice and a training. And I, there was a question that was just objectively bad in, in speech marks, right? It was mm-hmm. like, it was a closed and a leading question. <laughs> and, you know, it was very suggestive. And it's just objectively in that framework, not a good question. And then afterwards, we asked, you know, on for reflections on the session, and the client said, that was the question that opened everything up for me. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I felt kind of lost. And like, that just got me to think about this and about that and about that. And they didn't go where the coach led them or unconsciously attempted to lead them. But it just opened everything up. And I'm like, Oh, wow. So I guess intuitive, intuitively, the question came out like that. And it was the right question to ask because the effect was tremendous. Mm-hmm. And so I, I think that takes to your point, Nikki, that it's not bad. It's it's probably a better question when it's open, you know, when mm-hmm. it's non-leading, but in certain circumstances, it might be exactly what the client needs. And ultimately, it, it's what the client wants, you know, and what you're willing to offer as long as you do it consciously. You know, that's important. I often say, makes sense. <laughs> and that's a very leading question, you mm-hmm. know, so... But yeah, um, just more awareness, I guess. Yeah, and I think with with practice, you, know, you build that intuition and in knowing kind of like when to, when to do it. But I, I think it's also interesting, right? Like we, we talk about, you know, whether it's helpful or not helpful. But you know, it's uh, what I found is that by actually not being too attached to the outcome of the question, right? And being willing to, of course, knowing and like having practiced the fundamental skills, knowing kind of like the rules of, you know, what what I what I can do, what I cannot do, 
but then actually being playful, you know, willing, being willing to experiment, being willing to make mistakes. Because sometimes you go somewhere, you might ask a question and, you know, it will lead to a completely different thing that you actually expected or you wanted to go. Mm-hmm. Right. And sometimes it just works out exactly because that felt right in the moment and you went there. Mm-hmm. Right. And through experience, I think you get better and better at that. <laughs> That just notice when you say right, you know that's also leading. <laughs> it's all these little things that come come into the way that we speak. It's so that's interesting. That's really cool. Yeah, I hadn't even thought about that, but it's true. Mm. <laughs> well, anything that anybody wants to add? I think we wanted to make this a shorter one. <clears throat> I mean, just really briefly, what I thought of, you know, <clears throat> I guess the reason my position on leading questions shifted a little bit has been from my own experience of also being coached. Um, and just kind of seeing how different people, you know, some steer completely clear, but at times in my own coaching sessions, I've found leading questions quite helpful. Again, through the kind of acceleration and getting to the point that perhaps my coach was wanting to share with me. So I guess that aversion went away a bit and that fear of, you know, sometimes injecting a bit more of our own opinion into it. You know, I think there's a spectrum of people who are like super clean and like people who are just leading the whole time or like it's just, you know, more mentorship full on. But I think, yeah, I've definitely, you know, become a bit more comfortable or confident having experience at first hand in my own process of coaching um, a little bit of, yeah, you know, what can be a positive thing about leading quite, or what I at least experience as positive about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think, I think it's really interesting you say that, Nikki, because what I experienced with, you know, I've been coached by quite a few different people in the same year. Normally I have one coach and keep it simple, but, you know, um what I experienced with a really experienced coach is that through his questioning, right, like in the moment it felt really useful, right? The, the session felt really useful, the direction we went. But then when I stopped and started reflecting on the session, I realized like it was very much the direction we were going is the direction that's very aligned with his values and not necessarily my values, mm. right? Because, like, just to give an example, right? Um, yeah, like, you know, I think I'm, I'm just trying to think, like, how can I, how can I give a good example without giving away too much? But I think it's actually a good, good example. So, um, as an example, like for me, I'm very driven and constantly want to play bigger, right? Like, quality of life is very important. But at the same time, I get bored if I don't focus on achiever bigger and bigger things right and i had this great coach by the way like you know great coach but i think at some point there was a bit of a misalignment because when i would bring something and i said hey i want some i want to bring this into the coaching session i want to kind of get some get your thoughts on it and just see where my blind spots are where am i making some wrong assumptions we went very much in terms of like okay do you really need that right you know, what if you, you know, like, because a lot of times people do chase things because they want to become more happier. Mm-hmm. But I think, you know, like for my person, it's not that I'm, I've arrived at the mountain where I'm always happy, but for me, it's like, Hey, I'm already happy. I'm satisfied. I'm grateful. Well, not satisfied, but I'm happy and I'm grateful, but I still want to achieve these things. Mm-hmm. Not because I need it. Right. Right. And, and I think it's a, you know, this is something that I've seen and again and again is where even even clients that have, you know, that have worked with me is where they say, hey, you know what, I have this really incredible coach. 
but she always makes me feel bad for wanting more like i feel like i'm greedy i feel like oh because of how she's talking to me i feel like i'm not spiritual you know what's this all about i don't know if that makes sense but it's usually like there's a misalignment of values where one person's like well it's all about you know being okay with what you have and all that stuff Mm -hmm. and the other person wants more but they can all at the same time they can have a quality of life it makes so much sense and that's why we need to go to supervision Right, so that we can recognize how sometimes we're very subtly leading. You know, leading questions can come in many different formats. And sometimes we ask a question and it's worded very cleanly, but the way that we are and the timing of the question just it challenges a client from your position of what they should be challenged on rather than uh, being helpful, neutral. You know, and it's it's very difficult sometimes to recognize uh, what we've done there. And that's why I always encourage people to go to regular supervision, not when you're stuck with a client or when something's wrong, but to regularly engage in reflective practice with somebody who's sitting on the outside who can challenge you on things. And sometimes they challenge you on things from their own position of how they think coaching should be done. And I catch myself about that sometimes, you know, bringing in my relational perspective or, you know, working with a here and now, um, offering somebody uh, a challenge from the position of curiosity. And I then, before I ask a question or before I want to say something like, I, I check in with myself, you know, why am I asking this question? Is this a question that is important to me or important to them? And sometimes it's difficult to know. So I think leading questions are a lot more complex than the obvious, you know, can you see there's something wrong with that? Yeah. yeah, Definitely. And I'm just like the only thing I'm thinking kind of counter to that is, you know, I think um, even in that scenario I'm imagining, I think the main, the, the, the reason I would see that as problematic is if, if, if the coach kind of stayed then really attached to his kind of value that he's trying to impose on Sivash right there. But if the conversation- Consciously was, or unconsciously? Consciously or unconsciously. However, same scenario and the coach has kind of ch- challenged Sivash on his wanting to kind of go further. Um, that could also open up a really interesting conversation where, you know, Sivash mm-hmm. kind of with that confrontation maybe realizes some has some new realizations by the coach and Sivash both having a dialogue of why that they each feel things individually, for example. So as long as the coach isn't attached to kind of forcing his perspective and limiting Sivash in that way, I would have said, even though it was leading, if it's handled openly by both parties, it can actually still be productive and (laughs) new realizations could be had. And that's why many clients choose their coach based on their philosophical perspective or psychological training or however they're aligned. And then they choose a different coach when, you know, they want somebody who's more aligned with where they're going. Mm -hmm. And then it's easy to kind of collude with a client because you're too similar, Mm -hmm. you know, and that's, I think, uh, a general thing with coaching that too many clients choose their coach because they're already very aligned with what they're thinking. And again, not necessarily anything wrong with that, but I think it's something that we should be aware of. Yeah, yeah. I think it's good actually to slow down and and explore the purpose behind why the client wants to achieve a certain goal. But I think it's when you drive a point towards, you know, does it make sense? Like when you drive a point towards like something that's actually when there is no point, like when you get clear on the purpose behind it and you see that, okay, well, it could be in alignment with the client. Because I've had had in the past where I said, oh, I want to earn 60,000. 
and, and then we explored the reasons behind it. And then actually at the end of the session, I was like, oh, well, this is actually really great. I don't need it. Everything I kind of what I was chasing for, this is years ago, what I'm chasing for is actually already in my reach. I still went after the 60, after <laughs> I created it, but it was a lot more fun because I didn't need it, right? Yeah. Um, sometimes it can be really powerful what you said, Nikki, is like actually slow down, challenge, like what's the reason behind it? Yeah, and also what's also just kind of bringing it all together? Like, okay, now you know the reasoning behind it. Do you still want it? Mm-hmm. And why do you, you know? Yeah, and uh, on uh, also why do you choose me as a coach? And I think a lot of coaches might not consider exploring that too much. You know, not just why did you choose that goal, but also why did you choose to work with me? Mm-hmm. And I think that's that's I guess my relational perspective. But if we explore that then we can we can see what they want from us and if they are wanting to tap into our perspectives maybe we can give more way to some more leading questions or to sharing more of our perspective but then we have an understanding that that's what we're doing and it's happening out in the open rather than uh, you know subtly or perhaps under the threshold of awareness cool Let's leave that here. I think there's lots of food for thought. Uh, as always, we'd love to mm-hmm. hear what people are thinking about this. I mean, I think we've opened a lot of doors and I wondered if there's any stories out there for leading stories, uh, leading questions, consciously, unconsciously. Uh, just generally always keen to hear your thoughts. So uh, thank you, Nikki. Thank you, Sivas. That was wonderful. And we'll see you all for the next episode. Bye-bye. Cool, thanks. Thank you for being with us today. I appreciate your commitment to learning and growing as a coach. Just a few things before you go. First of all, we're doing this for you. So if there's anything you'd like us to talk about, do send us a question. Secondly, we're not doing this for profit. So we rely on your support to help us reach as many coaches as we can. So if you can send this episode to a friend or tell a fellow coach uh, about what we're doing here, maybe you can subscribe or leave us a review or even support us on Patreon. Um, That would be amazing. And lastly, you can find us across all major platforms. So uh, whether you like to watch or you like to listen or you like to download episodes and listen to it uh, in your car while you're driving through somewhere with no internet, uh, you can do so too. Um, And that's it from us. Thank you and I hope to see you next time.